Welcome to the Spiritually Intimate Podcast, a podcast exclusively for people who wake up every morning, meditate, do yoga, and spend the rest of their day saving baby whales. (laughs) Not. The Spiritually Intimate Podcast is for women who boldly pursue love, success, and a higher vision of life for themselves and those that they influence. We're your hosts, Andrew Crowder and Blair Dreesen. Join us for unfiltered, unsupervised, and possibly unsubstantiated conversations about when spirituality meets life, love, sex, and career. Let's go to the show. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Spiritually Intimate Podcast. Uh, Blair and I are just reviewing notes, comparing notes, because we sat down and we watched this movie on Amazon Prime. It's called The Healing Field, Exploring Energy and Consciousness Expanded. So we asked our... Actually, the funniest thing is Jeremy sat me down and he's like, hey, babe, I found a movie that I thought you'd really like. He was the one who found this movie. It was his idea to watch it. So, and if you guys remember an episode from, you know, two episodes ago when we had our husbands on, like he's such a non-believer in anything really. Um, And so I just thought it was really funny that he was the one who wanted us to watch it. But Blair was just sharing Kyle's perception of the movie so far. (laughs) Which we've all heard about my husband's perception. It's very much, (laughs) very much like Jeremy. But it was very funny because Andrea a text message to me. It wasn't just, you need to watch this movie. You need to sit down and watch this movie with Kyle. Right. Because as we've learned, if you're following this for a little bit, that Andrea is really loving this challenge of trying to get my husband on board with things <laughs> in conversations. And cause you were like, when we interviewed him, you're like, I just cannot wait to just prove wrong. your mind. Yes. I want to prove him wrong. I'm desperate for it. <laughs> um, but it, they have to come to it in their own time mm-hmm. and that's cool. But I just love it when people are like, okay, so here's a funny story. The little girl across the street, she's not little, she's 16, but like child, child across the street, she thinks it's funny to like tease how into crystals I am because her parents are so not into crystals. (laughs) And so my kids had confided in me that she was kind of poking fun a little bit about it. And I was like... I forgive her. She probably has beings in her space right now who are just like fucking with her. Um, But I just thought that it was so funny. And I was like, it's cool if people want to say ignorant things like that, but it truly is an ignorant statement in 2019 because it just means you're uneducated. And I'm not using the word ignorant with a negative connotation, just meaning that you just don't know any better, but there is scientific evidence backing up the talk about vibrations at this point. This isn't a light, airy subject that is all hypothetical anymore. And so now it's just a point where like our purpose is to educate and we're going to start with our husbands. If we can get Kyle on board, you guys, we can change anybody. (laughs) (laughs) This is very true. We can educate anyone. Which my husband is very science-based and I, I am in love with learning more of the science-based backing of everything that we have grown to learn already in this like woo-woo realm. But I love sitting next to him watching something like this because the whole time I'm just staring at him waiting for the light bulb to go off or for him to go, hmm, like I, I just want to see this reaction. 
And so I'm waiting so patiently yesterday. She like stares at him while he's watching the movie. Like, <laughs> like awkward staring. To see though. if she can see the light bulb go off in his face. Because <laughs> I want to see the very moment that it happened. <laughs> where he's like, ah. He will and not give you that satisfaction. He wouldn't, no. even if it does. And I feel like that's what happened last night. He didn't want to give me the satisfaction at first. And he's sitting there and he's watching. He's not saying a word. And I'm like, babe, anything? Because we're a good maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes into this, and he hasn't said anything. But I know he's paying attention because he hasn't picked up his phone the entire time. And my husband is always on his phone, even when he's watching a movie or we're watching any show, he's always on his phone. And he's like, no, I'm still listening. I'm just playing some game on his phone. So he's actually giving it its full attention. So I know he's absorbing it. And so finally, I'm just, I just ask, babe, what do you think so far? And he goes, I just don't really understand what all these uh, images are and if they're lining up for anything. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, why is this picture here? I I didn't feel like the photos that they were showing were supporting the information. It just wasn't like connecting for him. Yeah. And I'm like, really? (laughs) This is what's bothering you right now is the imagery? And he's like, yes, it's just not lining up. And it... I haven't, even to- I haven't even told you this yet, but Jeremy watched it. And like the next day I was having really bad cramps. And when he was watching, you guys have to go watch this. It's like so interesting. When the woman put her hands on um, the lady who had had a, what was it? A stroke or something like that. And she had mm-hmm. the whole family put their hands on the body of their grandmother that had had the stroke. And then the healer put her hands on her head. And she said, my hands just got so hot that I was afraid that I was going to burn her. And Jeremy looks at me and he goes, I wonder if that's why my hands are so hot all the time. Oh my God. And I was like, babe, I've always said that you have the most healing energy to you. When he hugs me, it's just like, it's Xanax. That's what it feels like. It just like makes you feel so calm and peaceful. And so I was telling him yesterday that I had peri cramps and I needed, um, or he, he looked at me and he goes, do you want me to heal you? And I like looked at him in his face and I was like, yes, yes, I do. You guys, I tried so hard to record this. He would not (laughs) let me, but he took it so fucking seriously, totally sober by the way, just so there's that (laughs) cat. But like that's important information. <laughs> uh, we're doing a dry January, except for yesterday. He was allowed to have some drinks last night, but um, he put his hands on my uterus and was like pushing. And then he was like waving energy in front of my body back and forth, like the healer did on the video. And he did this for at least like five minutes straight. I shit you guys not. I did not have period cramps for the rest of the day. And he won't believe me. He does not. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. He's like, I was like, fucking with me. <laughs> he thinks I'm making it up to like, to prove my point. I felt fine for the rest of the day. That's so nuts. It was amazing. I love it so much. But that's actually the section that Kyle, as he's watching it goes, okay, this is where they've lost me. Uh, Are you fucking kidding me? No. Like up until that point, I think there was a lot of science that they were talking about that was backing a lot of these things. And for once they got there and there's not a lot that they were talking as much in the science sections, like that's where he started to go. This is just no, but that for me is where I can step in. Cause many people maybe don't know this about me. I did go to massage therapy school. That's when I very first got exposed to energy work and energy healing. And I learned 
acupuncture or acupressure, which is basically like acupuncture, but instead of using the needles, you're using your fingers and you're hovering your fingers over the same points that an acupuncturist would put the needles in. And you are literally feeling the energy coming from the person through your finger and it would come flowing out the back of our hand and I could feel it. Mm -hmm. And so I started telling him that I go, I understand that you don't have any background in this. But when I went to school, this was many, many moons ago. I can't even remember. I think Alyssa was like four or five when I was in massage therapy school. Um, but I was like, I felt that. So when she's talking about that and feeling that heat, I felt that radiate off of people. I felt that energy. I felt that coming out of them and into my own hands and coming out. And I think that kind of shifted it a little bit for him when he was hearing that. But still you for guys him. Can try this, you guys. So I've done this this before. So if you're listening right now and you're not driving, so if, you, if you're driving <laughs> two hands on the wheel, but if you're not driving, <laughs> open your hands up in front of you and just say, I want to feel energy. I'm not afraid. And then just keep your hands open and say more. And if you want to close your eyes, because it helps you focus, say more, louder, more, and tell me if you do not start to feel electricity in the palm of your hands. I feel all the way to my fingertips, by the way. I did this in a meditation a few, not a few weeks ago, it must've been just a week ago or so. And I had done it for such an extended period of time, maybe like 20 minutes that when I put my hands on the lower half of my body, my son walked in while I was meditating and I just set my hands down onto my legs when I looked at him and I shocked the entire lower half of my body. I was like, (laughs) ow, it scared the shit out of me. I was completely not expecting that. But for Kyle, I'm just thinking like, we can't see all of the energy and the light that's going um, on in this world. We can physically see with our eyes. They're only made to be able to see one tenth or one, I think it's like one billionth of the information that's actually out there. What we can see, we call visible light and everything else is invisible to us, but it doesn't mean that we're not there because um, we'd go crazy if we were able to see and perceive all of it. Imagine trying to drive to the grocery store and you see radio waves and you see Wi-Fi waves and you see so much that you wouldn't be able to focus. So our eyes are not built to be able to perceive all of the energy that's around us, but that doesn't mean it's not there because our radio is working. Yes. So just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's there. And like at this point, it's just education. We just need to educate people. So, which I love that you gave them this little exercise, even to be tapping in more to feeling into the own, their own energy and energy around them. And I think that the more that you practice sitting, being, tapping in, becoming more aware and calling in this intention of being ready to feel and sense and, and having even that guidance for the universe you strengthen it. It's like a muscle. The more that you lean in and allow yourself to open up to it, the more you're going to start receiving, the more you're going to start feeling, the more that when you are kind of just going about your day and maybe not consciously 
thinking of it or being aware, you start becoming more attuned to the things all around you. I couldn't feel energy um, my whole life, but especially in the last like year and a half, maybe two years, I feel, I started feeling it during meditation and now I just, I'm, I'll be driving in a cab in New York city and like all of a sudden get like massive waves of frequency that I can feel. And it's pretty cool actually. (laughs) It feels very warm and cozy. Which is kind of like what we wanted to talk about today was really giving some more education around vibes because we get asked a lot about raising vibrations. Why would I want to do that? What does that even mean? And we want to be able to not just educate you guys and give you a little bit of information to make it a little bit more simpler to digest because sometimes a lot of the information that's out there isn't so easy to digest, but also to give you guys some things to practice and to do and rituals and ways to be tapping in and raising your vibrations. Right. So let's talk about why our vibrations matter first. And I love this analogy because I feel like it's just the most simple to understand, but every all around us is what we call the quantum field. And what I like to use for a visual for what the quantum field feels like and does for us is if you just imagine a mirror surrounding you in a perfect circle and it goes everywhere you go. And every time you put an emotionally charged thought out, so when you think something with strong emotion backing it up, so your head and your heart or your head and your body are in alignment, you're pushing that emotion and that thought out into the quantum field. And then it hits this mirror and it's reflected back to you. So what you're focusing on and what you're feeling the most is getting reflected back to you. So the quantum field, what it does is it searches for like frequencies to bring those experiences to you. So that's why we always say positive affirmations are really great. They get you starting to think about managing your thoughts, but it's the emotion that charges the thought that's the most important. Because if you're sitting there thinking, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. And you're like, Andrea, it's not working. (laughs) And I'm like, I get it. But how are you feeling? When you open your mail, are you feeling stress and anxiousness because you're afraid you're going to get another bill that you can't afford to pay? So your emotion is canceling the positive affirmation out if you're feeling stress around money. So it's really important that as you are thinking about what it is that you desire and as you are focusing on it, you're putting a feeling that matches the feeling of already having it out there into the quantum field so that it hits your little mirror and it reflects it, but pulls it back to you. It's this really rad magnet, essentially, that we have access to all the time that we can draw any experience to us that we want to, which means on the positive side that you have total control. But at the same time, it means that we all have to take personal responsibility over the vibes that we're putting out. And it's not time to sit there and think about like, what have I already done? It's irrelevant. The past is a past. You can't get back there. You can't change it. But right now, taking into consideration that you are a powerful, powerful creator. Now you know, and you can just start to use some of the tools that will give you to make sure that you're managing the emotions that um, are charging your thoughts, which are bringing light 
like experiences back to you. So the frequency of your thought and your emotion will go out into the quantum field and it will attract back to you like frequencies. So if your frequency is stress, you will attract more events that will feel like stress. If your frequency is peace, then you will attract more frequencies that bring you peace. Now, that's not to say that like you have to start panicking because we all have stressful moments. Think momentum. There might be a day out in the, you know, out uh, in the ocean where it's a little wavy and that's okay. But if you have, you know, a big storm come in, then it's going to start to build momentum. So momentum is built over time. It's thinking the same consistent thoughts charged with the same consistent feelings over time, create momentum. Sometimes it can take a little while to slow that momentum down and that's fine. This is about practice and about play. Make this fun. Please make this fun. The fastest way to attract what you want is to play with it. I always say fun equals fast cash if you're a business owner. So the more fun you're having in business, the least resistance you have around making money. It's the same thing for anything else. So don't start to stress yourself out or freak out. Oh my God, I had another negative thought. Oh my God, I started to stress out again. It's completely okay. You can slow down the momentum, go take a nap, shift your focus, go do something that feels fun, go do something that feels playful, go do something that brings you joy. But the only thing that you truly have to focus on is wake up every day and do things that feel good. Our whole brand at Spiritually Intimate is focus on what feels good. Focus on what feels fun. Well, the the two things that I want to bring in there that you just shared is that we also have to understand that we need the contrast in life. I think people get so hung up on, I have to feel good. I have to feel good. I have to feel good, which yes, that's essentially what we are working towards is following what feels good, what feels right for us. But in these times, we also are going to have contrast and have things that don't always feel right. And instead of getting hung up on it and judging it, or like what Andrea was saying, you know, oh, if I think this bad thing, now that's what I'm going to attract in and starting having a freak out session, just understanding like this is coming in to give us maybe more clarity to ask deeper questions to figure out, well, what do I want now? I know I don't like this. This doesn't feel very good for me. Right. How can I shift it back into something that I would like it to feel good? So we need the polarity in life. We need mm-hmm. that. So don't overstress over the negative thoughts, but then also going into what Andrea had said about the fact that things are in repetition. We have to con- the, the continual thought pattern over and over again. What most people are not recognizing, and this is when when most people start to become more woke and more conscious of their thoughts, they're recognizing that up until that point, they've just been living on autopilot. Their subconscious brain is just thinking repetitive thoughts all the time. Kind of went back to what Andrea said, even with the light, your eyes can only see certain amounts of light. If you saw all the light, how would you even focus throughout the entire day? Your brain is very smart in the sense that it knows how to operate based off of the things that it has learned over the course of time. And up until this time, it's learned, you know, massive amounts of information to keep you alive and to get you through the day. So a lot of that is stored in your subconscious brain. 
and you're not consciously thinking about it. These are things just like I'm breathing, I'm eating, my blood is flowing, your organs are working, but even down to the things of, have you ever gotten into the car? This is my favorite analogy to understand how your subconscious brain works. You get in the car to head to the grocery store and have you ever gotten in your car, you get to the grocery store and it's all of a sudden you're like, how did I get here? I don't really maybe necessarily remember making the turns or being at that light because your brain starts consciously thinking of something else. Your subconscious brain has learned, it's, it's developed basically uh, roadways in your, ma- in your brain to get you from point A to point B because it's driven that pathway enough that it can click in and basically override and autopilot you to the grocery store. You don't even have to consciously be thinking about it. So your subconscious brain is doing this all day long, but a lot of times we don't recognize that it's thinking negative thoughts or negative beliefs or basically bad programming that we have just absorbed over the years, maybe from our parents or society or whatever has been in our environment. And so once you start clicking in and understanding this more, you can start through positive subconscious reprogramming and repetitively start thinking new thoughts, believing new feelings, and shifting your energy to things that feel good, you can start rewriting that in your subconscious brain. But that's why the repetitiveness is so important. Right. And at first it feels awkward because it's new. And what you're doing is you're forging new neural pathways in your brain so that it can become a subconscious way of behaving. Mm -hmm. You want to program your subconscious to behave in ways that are supportive to your desires, not things that will derail you. Have you ever walked into the kitchen and found yourself eating something and realized like, wait, why did I even put that into my mouth? I wasn't even hungry. It just became a habit that at certain times that you would walk in and you would just start eating. And I even to this day, and I am very consciously most of the time aware of what I'm putting in my mouth every now and then just yesterday, I started reaching for a bag of cashews and I put one in my mouth and I tasted it. And I'm like, I don't actually really want this. Why is this in my mouth? And I fucking spit it out. (laughs) I'm not going to sit there and allow my subconscious programming to make decisions for me that aren't supportive of what I truly want. Not that a cashew is bad for you or there's anything wrong with it. It was just that that's not actually what I really wanted. And so I spit it out and I allowed that to be a moment of saying, nope, that's not how I operate anymore. And a lot of people operate that way with their physical health, with their relationships. If you wake up every day, the majority of the decisions that you make are out of habit. They're out of subconscious programming. The fastest way to throw a wrench in it is to change up the schedule, um, to start doing things in a little bit of a different way. But right now we wake up and we normally get up, we go use the restroom, we brush our teeth, hopefully. <laughs> you know, like I'm just telling you my routine. Like I wake up, use the restroom, go brush my teeth, feed the dog, make a cup of coffee. Like all of it is the same shit every single day. If I want to change my life, I have to throw a wrench in to the the subconscious programming so that it causes me to stop and say, wait, do I really want this? Wait, do I want to behave this way? And that's when I can start to shift. Joe Dispenza says that you literally have to become a new person in order Mm -hmm. to change your life. 
And I think that that's where these rituals and certain things come in is because they become new habits and anchors Mm -hmm. to start shifting your awareness to the new thought pattern, the new feeling and the new belief that you're now wanting to feel in your life. Right. And another thing that Joe Dispenza teaches, if you guys um, haven't read his book, Becoming Supernatural, I'm a huge fan of that book. I have it sitting on my desk all the time because I, I reference it so frequently. But also, if you are not a book reader, just go to YouTube and type Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural into YouTube. And there's some great interviews where he explains a lot of this stuff that's, mm-hmm. you know, a, it's very, um, it's a little bit more succinct. You know, you can watch an hour YouTube video instead of reading a whole book and you'll get the idea of what he's talking about. But when it comes to our emotions, because we want to have an emotionally charged thought that's going to bring us what we want, sometimes we have a habit of thinking certain thoughts and the thoughts evoking a feeling. And because we've been thinking them for so long, things of thoughts of unworthiness, thoughts of I don't have enough, thoughts of other people are luckier, thoughts of I'm not pretty enough. Like all it is, is a repetition of thought. A belief is just a thought that you've thought over and over and over. It does not make it true. Mm Mm-hmm. Hearing that blew my mind. I'm like, wait, are you sure? But it's just a repetitive thought and you've thought it for so long that it is your truth, but that doesn't mean that you can't change it. So when you're thinking about emotions and how to shift that, you do have to shift the thought first. You have to break the cycle of the emotions that cause the bad feeling. The fastest way to do that is to shift your focus. Also, Tony Robbins teaches shift your focus change your, and change your physicality. So sometimes Mm -hmm. if we're like thinking thoughts that are, I'm not good enough thoughts that are very, um, disempowering to us, most of the time we're speaking very quietly. We're slumped over. We have a look of somebody who's not very confident. You can change your physicality and it will change your emotions. Stand up tall, put your shoulders back, speak a little bit louder, speak with someone, speak like someone who has more confidence. And that can start to shift your, emotion and then change your focus. If you're focusing on the things that you don't have, you're going to feel like shit. But if you change your focus to one thought that does feel good, Tony calls this anchoring. You can pick one thought. So for me, I have a thought of when I renewed my vows with my husband, it was probably a happier day than our actual wedding day in my world. It was a really, really, really beautiful memory. So I can think back to the one moment of us having this like perfect hug that day. And I can pull myself back into the energy of all is well, and it feels Mm -hmm. so good. So find an anchor memory that creates a positive emotion for you that you can just tap into whenever needed. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up about the physicality, because I think that's when I started really seeing bigger shifts come out of the work that I was doing, because I I started like most people do with the daily affirmations and speaking the affirmations to myself. But like most habits, most people start to slack on them. And I found I was just kind of rambling them off. Like I did them check mark for the right. day versus really being engaged with them. And when things started to shift for me was when I really started bringing in the physicality piece to it. And I would start skipping and dancing and jumping and doing everything I possibly could to get my body moving. I mean, there's so many other things around that from the science standpoint that I'm not 
definitely not knowledgeable enough to even break that all down, like what's actually going on in your body, but you're bringing more oxygen, your blood is flowing, it's bringing more blood flow to the brain. There's all these other different chemicals and things that are being released in your body when you're moving your body in this fashion, which is another reason why it just further anchors in the affirmations that you're stating because it's bringing in all this, these chemicals and fresh blood and oxygen to further bring that thought into your mind. Because like we've been saying, it's not just the thought, it's the thought combined with the feeling and the emotion and feelings and emotions have all these different chemicals that are being released into your body, which they talk about that in the movie. And I think that was so great to break it down, to get people to understand what is going on in their body when these chemicals are being released with feelings. And that's really what starts to make shifts for people because then they're actually feeling it in their body, which then produces more of a memory in your subconscious brain to attach to it because that's how the subconscious brain is going to learn. It's not, it's not always just the things that you see. It's also goes to the level of impact. And so most people think about this with traumas because those are the things that they can pull up very quickly, but Mm -hmm. anything is a trauma when it's coincided with a, a massive emotional response. So it can even be a good emotional response. Most people always go to trauma as in, oh, it was really horrible or terrifying that, you know, they were beaten or raped or abandoned or something massive like that. But it could just literally be you were four years old and your mom just didn't get dinner ready right at that moment because she was running late and she had had a long day at work and she snapped on you because she was tired and you're four years old and you're just hungry and you're tired and you don't have the emotional reasoning to understand what's going on in your world. You just know that you're hungry. That creates a massive emotional response out of you, which then triggers a trauma in you, which then correlates something in your subconscious brain of you're not good enough or you're not worthy enough. That's why you're not receiving the meal when you want the meal. It can be something like that. And so when we shift our physical states and start getting our emotions to respond at higher levels to these thoughts, it creates the exact same memory in our subconscious brain so that we can start shifting our beliefs and creating new neural pathways in our brain. And our cells hold memories too. And we know this because the first time that you ever had got super, super drunk and then very sick afterwards, I feel like everybody has that one alcohol that they just can't drink anymore. For me, it's tequila. It's like, I can't drink Jack Daniels anymore. And that wasn't because exactly. somebody drugged me when I drank Jack Daniels, oh, which shit. is a whole nother story. They were trying to drug Kyle, I think. This was when I first met Kyle. And I ended up getting drugged. Whoa. Okay, well, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> why are they trying to drag your head? Okay, anyways, why would you drag anybody? But nonetheless, like our cells will store memories. And like, I think about certain foods where you're just like, Bleh, like even thinking yeah. about them, you're not in your mouth and you're still physically disgusted by the thought of it. And you feel it in your stomach, right? Our cells will hold memories. So there's so many cool, you know, like EFT, emotional freedom technique, also called tapping. That's a great way to shift um, the memories that are being stored in your cells and release them so that you're not feeling a negative memory around certain thoughts. Um, What's the uh, cupping That's another one where you're tapping all around your body as you're saying new things. So you're literally like touching new 
memories and new feelings into your body to be stored as you're thinking about the things that you want, that you want to feel. So there's so many different tools out there that you can use, but ultimately this is the work you guys, if you want to change your life, you have to change the repetition of thought and the emotion that's charging it. And once you do that, then you can have change. And a lot of people, their first question is when they want something different in your life, maybe you want more money. The first question is, well, how do I make more money? And then we start to think, but I'm not educated enough, or I don't have the background, or I don't have the resources or whatever. Like That's not the work. (laughs) (laughs) The work is change yourself first, because once you leverage the quantum field and you're putting out a frequency that matches the frequency that you desire, it comes to you. And it's not like money rains on you from the sky, but the invisible light and energy that's all around us is there for our use. Law of attraction is there for us to be powerful creators. That is why we're here. We're here to learn, grow, expand, and create. And when we have new ideas that we're super excited about, those are the most emotionally charged things. And we should be taking action on those things. But if you're finding yourself with this emotionally charged idea that you're so excited about, but the beliefs Um, are getting in your way, the work first is not go try to find resources. The work first is change the emotion around the belief. So what are some of your favorite rituals, Blair? I have a couple that I have written down, but essentially what I want to just really make sure that everybody is understanding and taking away because we've used a lot of different terms, frequency, emotions, all of those things. That is all what is shifting your vibes. So when you're, you're hearing a say like your vibes, this, or your vibes are going to attract that, or this is what people are feeling from you as your vibes. It's your frequency. It's the emotions. That's what's driving the vibrations that you're putting out. So that's why this is so important. Again, I want to emphasize, this doesn't mean you can't have a bad day. Like we all have bad days. We all have stressful moments. We all have days where we're not feeling the most cheerleader-esque. That's okay. That's not the point. You don't have to have the most epic positive emotion, but you need to have an emotion that does not carry resistance towards the thing that you want. It doesn't have to be a crazy high emotion. It just needs to lack resistance towards your desire. Yeah. So for me, I think I mentioned one before, obviously adding in some type of fun movement for myself. So that's incorporating some music and dancing. Mm -hmm. I do that all the time for everything, even when I'm just needing to shift my own state. And I feel I'm I'm like, I just feel like crap today. I need to get shifted, turn on some music, shake my ass. I'm constantly having dance parties all around my house. I feel like that's the number one thing that I have learned to do to just instantly start shifting for me. I also love doing high vibe walks. Um, I go outside. I will either whatever feel intuitively called to listen to, whether it's a podcast or some music, and I just get outside, breathe some fresh air and just listen to whatever I need to just kind of start shifting my mood and getting into a state that feels right for me. I do visualizations and meditations. And it that also too is really tapping into how do I want to feel in that visualization. It's not just about thinking about 
different imagery or thoughts. It's actually putting myself in those states and really feeling it. And then meditation is also setting those intentions of areas that maybe I need to get more clarity or open myself up more to and really just sitting and feeling in to those things and feeling into the emotions and receiving, I'd say downloads. And I know like most people are like, what the fuck does that even mean? And that's just me sitting in that open space and allowing more guidance to come in without my thoughts overthinking all the things and getting caught up. Um, one of my favorite things though, that I love to do when it comes to, so like when I know I'm going to be going out into a a situation that's maybe going to be a little bit more stressful for me, or I, when I've worked with clients and they're like, you know, I do fine when I'm here, but if I go to work or I go to my in-laws or I go my parents, it's just going to fuck up my vibes. Right. And they're freaking out. So what I love to do is to envisualize a bubble, like a white bubble or a rose bubble going around me and really setting my own intention of my own space and a bubble that is for me to stay nice and cozy and set in my own intentions of how I want to feel when I go in to those spaces. And I will literally picture myself zipping up the bubble and enclosing myself into this bubble of my own love, my good vibes. And I literally visualize that no one else can penetrate my bubble when I go into those spaces. And then when I come home, I can literally visualize me coming back out of my bubble and I could do like some fluffing, which is basically just kind of, and nobody can see me doing this. It's just like using my hands to fluff my energy and I'll use maybe some Palo Santo, some sage just to kind of reground. But those are some of the things that I do that came up right away that I was thinking. I love that you use the word penetrate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sometimes when I have people around me who are just emitting really, really low vibrations. So if you guys go go to Google images, you can type in the vibrational frequency of emotion. So like guilt, shame, anger, those are all really low frequency emotions. And a lot of times we're using those low frequency emotions towards ourself, (laughs) which is unfortunate. So my first way of elevating my vibes is a lot of self-love and compassion. Where can I give more love to self? Because when I give love to myself, I'm more likely to give it uh, more to other people. And as you raise your vibes, I feel like vibes is even like such a it's such a buzzword now that's like more like a trendy t-shirt and that's not what this is about. So I just want to make sure you guys are super clear on that. Like the vibrational frequency that you're putting off into your um, into your home, into your community, into the world really matters and it will elevate other people's too. So it's really important that if we want to care for other people, care for ourselves first. So lots of self-love. Where can I give myself more love, more compassion, more praise? Um, And then when I'm around people who are emitting really, really low frequencies, I will just brush myself off like I just rolled in dirt. And it's just this, I set this intention of, okay, I'm all dirty and that's okay. I'm not mad at them because everybody is just doing the best with what they know. And as we start, have you guys, I don't know if you've ever done this, Blair, but I've had moments where I've become a little bit of a vibrational snob and I'm like, I can't be around them. It is hard (laughs) to tolerate people who are very, very negative as you go up in frequency. 
but it's really important to give compassion because you, everybody is truly just doing the best with what they know. And that's important to offer that compassion to them because it probably feels really shitty to feel really shitty all the time. Right. So, um, lots of self-love for me and then wipe off any low frequencies that I might be picking up from other people. And it's truly just the intention of, okay, this is off me now. I can let this go. The other thing that I really, really love to do is either journal or visualize like Blair. And so I have a series of questions that I like to ask myself. So I'm going to give you guys some of my journal prompts because I feel like that's always really helpful. I don't want to tell you guys what I do. I want to tell you guys how I think. And that way you guys can learn how to think better for yourselves. And so I start to ask myself questions that will allow myself to be in the future that I want to create. And so what I do is I think, well, how would I feel? Money is always the easiest topic because that's what people bitch and complain about probably the most money and their weight. So you guys can actually, I'm going to actually use weight because it's January. And I think a lot of people are thinking about their physical um, wellness right now. And I think people forget law of attraction counts for your body as well. So I'm going to actually use that for an example. So let's say I was 30 pounds overweight and I wanted to be rid of that 30 pounds by whatever, who cares, May, we'll say May. So I want to put myself into the body of already having the 30 pounds loss, which means that I have to think and feel as if that's already my reality in order for um, me to create that for myself because I will attract people in my life that will be supportive. I will attract better foods. I will attract better thoughts that are more supportive of me wanting to eat better foods because if I care about the feeling, then I don't want to eat things that make me feel bad. So I am 30 pounds. I'm now already lost 30 pounds. What are the clothes that I would be wearing? What are the foods that I would be eating? What conversations would I be having with other people? What conversations would I be having with myself? How would I speak to myself? How would I feel when I look in the mirror? And this is a tip that I give to my weight loss clients. If you look in the mirror and it triggers a low vibration emotion for you, like shame, anger, bitterness, frustration, get rid of any full length mirrors for a little while. Just don't allow yourself to go into emitting that emotion towards yourself. So don't look at your reflection for a little while because sometimes you have to make it real in your mind first. And once you feel like, okay, I have control of this and you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, bitch, you got this. You're the bomb. Like then you can have the full length mirror back. But if it's causing you to go backwards and spiral and think negative thoughts about yourself, just ditch it for a little while. That's completely okay. Um, So what are some of the foods that I would eat? I'm just trying to put myself into the thought that I would be the thoughts that I would be thinking as if that were already my reality. What type of content would I consume on social media? Who would be my friend? If I have a friend that is constantly encouraging me to do things that are going against my desires, do I really want to spend time with that friend right now? That doesn't mean that I can't love that friend. I just might need to love them from afar for a little while because I need to love myself most right now. So journaling and visualizing and feeling into 
what it would feel like to already have that dream body? How much energy would I have? How would I care for my energy? How would I protect my energy? Um, Would I spend more time in the sunshine to get some vitamin D? Would I go on more walks? Would I eat more leafy greens? Would I allow myself to have the donut? If I was already 30 pounds underweight, could I have a donut one without making it a big deal? Fuck yes. You guys, like I do not struggle. I might maybe go up and down like three to four pounds or so, but I really don't struggle with weight loss or weight gain at a large scale. And that means that right now I'm just in the mindset of operating as a 130 pound human being. And you guys know, like you're operating right now in the mindset of whatever your weight is. And you guys couldn't even imagine being a hundred pounds heavier. You would be shocked. Like, hell no, Andrea, I wouldn't. Like, of course not, because that's not the mindset that you operate in, being a hundred pounds heavier or 10 pounds heavier than where you are, whatever. You're just operating in the mindset of the weight that you're in. So you just have to change the mindset first, change the thoughts, change the feeling. That's the work first. And then my third favorite ritual is singing. I love, love, love using my voice to shift energy in my body. There's something about sound healing that's just so powerful and it can shift you so fast. Whenever my daughter is, um, she likes to really put a lot on herself, especially when it comes to her grades. So we're working on that, but she'll start to stress really badly, especially around midterms. So now she knows if she's starting to be too anxious, getting close to panic, she looks at me and she's like, mom, can we get in the car and go sing? And we just go jump in the car and we ride around and we sing at the top of our lungs, like psycho people. Five minutes later, we both feel fucking awesome. And like, we're smiling, we're happy, we've shifted our emotions. And then the last thing that I give myself permission to do, normally only when I'm by myself, and most people wouldn't believe this, is cry. Because sometimes if you're like me, you were trained to be strong and to be an overcomer. I was literally trained to be strong and to carry emotion for other people and for myself. And I have to now in my thirties, give myself permission to release some of those emotions. And sometimes crying can be very therapeutic to just let it out. I've had some moments where I have cried for the time that when I was eight, I should have cried on that day because that happened. And I tried to be strong for mommy And now I'm finally allowing that eight-year-old to cry and be scared so that I can move on. So sometimes crying can be therapeutic, but going into the thought and repeating the memory over and over and over is not supportive. It's just allowing yourself to release the stored emotion around it that's supportive. I love all of that. I love it all so much. I think one thing that I do really want to stress for people, if it's one thing... I think, I mean, do all the things, do all the things that intuitively feel right for you when it comes to making these shifts. Cause that's really what it is. It's, you know, I have all these different things like Andrea. I do a lot of the same things Andrea does. I know Andrea does a lot of things I do, but it's always about picking and choosing what is intuitively feeling right for me in that day. But the one thing that I feel like has always been kind of the foundation for a lot of this work is when it comes to meditation, because I think that is what really primes your brain 
to really start absorbing a lot of these practices and the things that we're doing to shift our mindset consciously during the day. Because when you're going into meditation, you're literally putting your brain into brave wave states that mimic the state that you were in when you were originally downloading information in a subconscious and subconscious uh, brainwave thought patterns. And that's when you start really absorbing things in. So when you can get your brain in those states through meditation, you allow your brain to start absorbing things differently even throughout the day when you don't realize that it's absorbing things differently. Most people go into meditation and it's, I, I look at it the same way they look at weight loss. They do one workout and then they're like, why don't I see the results on the scale? It's like, it's repetitive. Over time, you continue to keep doing it. You're going to start to see shifts and changes in your body. It's the same thing with meditation. Don't expect to do one meditation and all of a sudden you're just thinking all these new thoughts and believing all these new things and feeling all these new things. It's meditation is something, it's a practice that you continually doing every single day. And it doesn't have to be really long in the very beginning. And you can do guided meditations. I know Andrea is a huge fan of doing Joe Dispenza uh, meditations. There's so many different things out there for you to use. So once again, that's tapping in intuitively what feels right for you in your meditation practice. But it's more about you just allowing yourself to do it and make it something that you try to anchor in every day as a new habit so that your brain is starting to get into those deeper brainwave um, thought patterns so that you can start reprogramming it. Right. And honestly, you guys, that's why our entire brand was created was because not because we wanted to sell clothing. I'm sure we've mentioned this before, but we wanted to offer triggers to remind you guys to step into the energy that you want to emit. It's almost like, yes, you're putting on clothes, but imagine yourself like putting on the vibration of your future self. Like if I were already, if I already had the savings account that I wanted, if I already had the job that I wanted, if I already had the body that I wanted, if I already had the partner that I wanted, like how would I operate today? Don't wait to have the feeling or to operate as if until you have it because it doesn't work that way. It works backwards. So we create products as triggers to remind you guys to step into the vibration that you want to emit. So that's why we're here. And P.S. If you guys have not seen on social, we just launched the Vibe Speak hoodie. People are obsessing over it. It's the most comfortable fucking thing that you could possibly put on. The only reason I'm not wearing it right now is because I still have a spray tan that I need to wash off and I didn't want to get my hoodie dirty, (laughs) but I've been living in it. It's so fucking comfortable and my children are trying to steal it. And I'm sad because I can only have one for myself right now because we have a limited quantity. We actually only have, we have two smalls in the pink left PS, the pink one's moving super, super quickly, but we have a limited quantity. You guys might want to go check that out. They're super cute. We have the cropped hoodie and then we have the longer hoodie and just the most comfortable things. They will definitely raise your vibes from us. PS, I didn't even realize that I was doing this, but 
If you guys have ever seen the Nicholas Tesla purple plates, it's essentially, it's a plate that's been charged with universal energy. So you can clear your crystals. You can raise the frequencies of water. You can raise the frequency of food. When I get groceries, I set my groceries on the purple plates and it raises the frequency of the, of the food. I have been setting all the hoodies on top of the purple plates before I send Shut them. Shut up. So they've all been charged. <laughs> I love that. You're like, I didn't even realize I was doing that. It's completely <laughs> by accident because well, I was charging a ton of crystals and I just set them on there. <laughs> how fun would this be? Having Jeremy bless them with his energy healing oh my hands. God. I honestly <laughs> feel like he would totally do this. He would. And he would be like, whatever. And he would probably get in his do-rag, get him... He had his do-rag on when he healed my uterus, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like that's exactly how he would be like, let's go. And he would probably have some like Warren G playing, drinking his... uh, He calls himself Shaman Jeremy now. He started (laughs) last night. He's like, I'm a shaman. (laughs) I feel like maybe in a past life, that man... He's a powerful healer. He just won't admit it. Like he'll admit that he's awesome because he's like the most confident man in the whole world, but he won't admit that he has like universal powers, but he's a fucking powerful manifester. Like it's- Well, I say this about my husband all the time. He is ridiculously powerful and he is a very powerful manifester. Like he just doesn't see it. Right. I see it. it. And yeah, he'll never admit it, but- the things yeah. that that man can do, and he's extremely motivated. He's so very dedicated. He's amazing. But like Jeremy, if I could just get him to see it, I, I think the power. Oh my God. It'd be so <laughs> next level. But it's so good. Like they're so already nice. powerful as they are, whether they yes. want to admit it or not, it just doesn't matter. Like their energy is so, I mean, Jeremy's just like nothing makes him worry. He's just a non-worrier and his energy, and that's actually what we wanted to close with you guys today, as you do this work for yourself, mm-hmm. just by being around you, proximity will start to elevate other people's frequency around you. So stop worrying about how you can get other people on board to believe what you believe. Just do the work yourself and you will elevate them just by proximity. Your children will be elevated in frequency. Your spouse will be elevated in frequency. And as your frequency goes up and up and up, you will, just by being you, you will start to elevate the frequency in your community. Someone with a very, very high frequency, high physical, emotional, spiritual frequency can affect millions of people. Look at Oprah. Millions of people, Wayne Dyer, Tony Robbins. Like that doesn't mean that you have to even have those platforms. Simply just by you being a high frequency person, you elevate people around you. So this is the work. It is not just for you, it is for yourself, it is for your family, it is for the community and it's whole, for the whole motherfucking world. So if you guys have any amazing rituals that you love, please go share them on social media. Start to be a beacon of light for other people. Please tag us if there was anything that you learned in this episode that you loved. And also, please do not forget to share the Spiritually Intimate Podcast with your homegirls. Um, And then if you guys want to join in on some actual conversation with us, just go to Facebook and search Spiritually Intimate and Sacred with a K. S-A-K-R-E-D, conversations. So Spiritually Intimate and Sacred Conversations. And we have a whole community of women in that group where we're talking about these things all the time. So please join us in there. And we look forward to seeing you. Nope. 
talking to you next week. (laughs) 